Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. This is Vernon Oaks. Welcome to Everything Co-op. You know, we have an exciting, exciting show for you this morning. We have Mr. John Torres, who is with NCBA Clusa. And we're going to talk about 2019 Impact Conference, which starts on October the 1st. And good morning, John. Good morning, Vernon. Great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. Thank you for taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule, getting ready for impact and everything that you guys do at NCBA Clusa. So thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. So 2019 Impact Conference starts on October the 1st. And we started this radio program six years ago, October 1st. And I cannot believe it's already six years, John. It's just That's amazing. Awesome. Yes, it you've is. You've done such a great job with this, and then really proud of all the work that you've done. This is really great. Well, it's not work. <laughs> That's the thing. This is <laughs> That's fun. what makes it so successful, right? This is exciting. It's fun. It's my turns out to be my passion is to talk co-op. And yeah. the way I have it, John, you're if I haven't told you this before, most men, uh, you and I and Stanley, the engineer that I'm looking at, we talk, our main two subjects that we talk about are sports and sex. Okay. <laughs> That's what men talk about. Okay, okay. sure. I talk co-op and one of the others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> That is what I like doing. And you guys are talking the impact of co-ops in the U.S. and in the world. And that's what's so exciting about this program today. So before we start talking about the impact conference, which starts October the 1st. And matter of fact, October is such a great time because it is co-op month. It is the anniversary of this radio program. You have co-op impact. And I Mm -hmm. turned 72 in October, October. Oh, my goodness. So so October is just a wonderful month. It produced a whole lot of things. And you guys have been around over a hundred years. That's right. And That's right. Yep. One, over a hundred years, and we uh, were founded in 1916, and uh, working with cooperatives and cooperative businesses, all different sectors, ever since. And I know you weren't around when y'all got started, and I wasn't, but most people don't know about co-ops. And this is why the National Co-op Bank has partnered with me and WOL mm-hmm. to present this program to try to get more and more people to understand the impact of co-ops on in the U.S. for marginalized people, for everyday people. It doesn't make any difference about the economics or the race or the religion or whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. It just doesn't that's make right. any difference. And that's the first principle of co-ops. Open everybody, mm-hmm. regardless right. of. Uh, yep, open everyone, and we want to give a big thank you to the National Cooperative Bank for all the work that they've done to help uh, raise a profile of cooperatives and also to uh, help a lot of folks out. And uh, they are also the premier sponsor for the Impact Conference, so they are really putting their money where their mouth is, uh, in essence, and uh, really uh, getting out there and uh, supporting 
events, uh, organizations, and people that are trying to elevate the uh, the awareness of cooperatives. Well, they do put their money where their mouth is, and they've given us money six years in a row. They're our number one sponsor. They're our only sponsor, number one. I can't say the only one, but they are our major total top sponsor. Oh, yeah. Um, not only in, as you know, because you sit mm-hmm. on the advisory council meeting sometimes, Yes. Chuck Snyder and R.L. Condor and Murray, Alex Blanton, and the folks at, and then it goes on, Ann and Larry and a whole bunch of folks that they're inspiring. They are behind you. They, they really push mm-hmm. and excite and bring out ideas. And I think somebody on the program called Chuck Snyder and Group Angels for the work that they do. Sure. Uh, I'll agree with that 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the benefits of working inside uh, a movement like this uh, in this business model is that it it attracts people who are passionate, uh, who live their life according to certain principles, and uh, they like to express those principles in everything that they do, where they shop, uh, where they uh, you know, where they bank. Um, and so you really run across uh, some really wonderful people uh, inside the cooperative movement. And speaking of principles, there's also the values, and the values of a democratic self-help, self-responsibility, all those I like values, but the ones I like is the ethical principles, ethical values that the founders of cooperatives use, and that is honesty, openness, social responsibility, and caring for one another, and particularly caring for one another. It just, it just fits into the values that I grew up in in a small town in West Virginia, just caring for each other in the community. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's how that that's how uh, everyone survives. You know, that's how everyone is able to live their best life and uh, you know, creates a, a great um, a sense of well-being for the community and for individual families. So the mission of NCBA Clusa is to develop, advance and protect cooperative enterprise. That is correct. And you, everything we do, yeah, everything we do is uh, look through the, that filter, that lens. Uh, and so whether it's uh, supporting our members or also working with the development communities we work with in over 20 countries around the world through our international development program, we look at everything through how, how do the principles of cooperation, how can those principles make this community better? How can they make them sustainable and stable? And how, do, how does that help them to thrive? Okay. So you've been doing that for 100 years. Developed, yes. advancing, protecting cooperative enterprises. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your vision statement I like is to work to build a better world. All of this is around building a better world and a more inclusive economy. And I, I love that. And this is what I fell in love with co-ops being an African-American is this inclusive mm-hmm. economy, including everybody. And we talked about that already that empowers people to contribute to shared prosperity. And I love that shared prosperity, not this model we're living under where the prosperity is shared by the one percenters. Okay. Right. The, the, they, they share in every new dollar that's produced and every new profit and the laborers are those People, particularly the bottom 50 percent, get very little to almost nothing in terms of prosperity. Then you go further to say and well-being for themselves and future generations. Yeah. So you so you're looking at, OK, how do you share prosperity for your well-being, for your health and, and where you live? And there's all this research around that says people in in communities that don't have uh, economic prosperity, they end up with the run of everything. The environment is against them almost. There are places where 
the ash and the water is in bad shape, uh, <laughs> whether that's it's Newark, right. New yeah. Jersey or Flint or somewhere in the right. country. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the idea behind well-being is that this is a holistic approach to to family, to it, community, that prosperity means not just economic prosperity, but, uh, you know, living a, 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 a good life. Living a good life for everybody. <laughs> that's right. Okay. I love it. <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit. That's your mission and your vision statement. And mm-hmm. You've been doing it for 100 years. Uh, your your president and CEO, Doug O'Brien, has been on the show, I think, about five times. He was on the show mm-hmm. when he was with the um, Department of Agriculture and the rural area. He was with Obama administration. He was on a couple of times. And now he's right. the president of NCBA Clusa and a guy that I really have a lot of respect for and mm-hmm. admiration for what he has been doing and doing for the least of these. Yes, that's right. He's a great cooperator and he's done that in his uh, in his life as a public servant serving in the Obama administration uh, in, in various roles. And we have the tremendous fortune to have him lead this ship here at NCBA Clusa. And he is uh, an inspiration to all of us. He is a genuine cooperator and has a particular vision for, uh, for our cooperative business and how uh, they will help shape the economic future of this country. How do we shape the economic future of this country and the world? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking at your annual report for 2018. No, I have the 2017 one. I'm sorry. Okay. It has information about impact in here. So in 2017, it would have been our second year of impact. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is your fourth year? This one coming so up? So this is actually our third. Yeah, this is our third year. I'm sorry, the 2017 year would have been the first year of impact. 2017 annual report would have been released in 18. So that okay. would have been okay. leading up to the, yeah, leading up to the second. So this is our third year of doing the Cooperative Impact Conference. And, uh, you know, we really are looking to continually improve the content that we are providing inside the uh, the conference, but also continue to provide more networking possibilities and capabilities for our members and others within the co-op community to come out and really talk with each other and see how we can uh, have cooperatives helping cooperatives and uh, people helping people. Well, you really went to the sixth principle. Uh, sixth principle right. is cooperation among cooperatives. So that's what help people helping each other. And another reason I love co-ops. And the fifth principle is knowledge, education, and information. That the whole foundation of co-ops is training, where we train each other and, and this sort of this wonderful spirit of sharing data to how, how we can be, have successful businesses. Yep. Love it. I am disappointed in one thing, though, John. I got to tell you. Okay. Right. And uh, when Doug uh, told me that you all were not going to have a co-op festival in the mall this year, it'd be every <laughs> other year, I was so disappointed because I had a lot of fun going around on the mall, uh, listening to the music, talking to people, really getting a demonstration of what they, what different co-ops had to offer around the U.S. And so I'm looking forward to that next year and just sorry that we mm-hmm. don't have it this year. Yes, and we are, you know, we were... Looking at that, and uh, we had to make some decisions on how that was all going to play out with our programming for the year with uh, with our organization, our staff, and so on. And so looking at that, we, it makes more sense for us to do it every other year, and we wanted to do it on those even years. So 
2020 is a big year for us. And we are greatly looking forward to having the Cough Festival back on the mall. You know, I got a call from the National Park Service, and they were asking when we would like to come in to do our planning meeting. And I informed them, you know, we're not going to be doing it this year. And they were disappointed. <laughs> they <laughs> they absolutely love that, the, the festival. And they love the idea of it and, and uh, the folks that come out uh, for it. And uh, they're some of our biggest cheerleaders, actually, to keep this thing going. And we've we've converted some people over there at the National Park Service over to, uh, to cooperatives. So we're pretty pleased with that. That is a great endorsement because I have tried to do things on the mall every now and then, and it is difficult to get that first mm-hmm. one in. So to, to get them to say, where, where are you? It's, that is a great compliment. So I'm looking at, and you talk about advocacy is one of the things that you all do. So what are some of the things you do that you advocate for co-ops in the U.S. and the world? Well, we're trying to uh, create an enabling environment inside. What kind of environment? An enabling environment. Enabling, so what we're okay. doing, yeah, we'd like to lay the groundwork so cooperatives can thrive uh, and to provide as much information to lawmakers uh, as we can provide them that would give them the opportunity to look at the cooperative business model and think, you know, this is a great way to move forward with this project, with this uh, with this initiative that we have. John, we've got to stop right here. We're okay. going to go into our first break. I want to come back and talk a little bit more about advocacy and what kinds of things you're doing to get the lawmakers in. And then I want to talk about your programs around the world. And then we're going to get into the impact. We'll be right back, everybody. Please don't touch that down. Information is power. This is why WOL makes a great partner for us because National Cooperative Bank and NCBA Clusa, we're all trying to give you information about co-ops. And if you use this information, if you go out and find a co-op you can do business with or you get information here of how you and your friends or your co-workers can start your own business to solve some, some community problem, this is where you get the power. It's by getting into action. And John Torres Torres is our guest today. He is the vice president of communications at NCBA Clusa. John, we were talking about advocacy and the kinds of things that you all are doing mm-hmm. to to get the Congress people and senators and mm-hmm. the president yeah. to be cooperators. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. You know, our advocacy team works to educate and differentiate the cooperative business model from other business models and make sure that is on the top of mind of policymakers, stakeholders, and also the broader public at large. So we want to make sure that cooperatives are not only the first thing that they think about, but also uh, the the best solution uh, for the work that they're doing. The best solution for the work that they're doing to help communities create wealth for the everyday people, uh, and that's social and economic wealth. That's right. And I like the quote that Dame Pauline Green uh, gave on, on, the, on the show when she was on and president of ICA. She said co-ops help people to come out of poverty with dignity. And that's that's right. so not only do they get the social and uh, economic wealth, 
They also get self-respect. They get dignity and know that they have worth. I love co-ops. Okay, that's your advocacy. And in the U.S., you have all kinds of programs of all four sectors. And let's quickly say the four sectors, the main four sectors, are worker co-ops. That's any business that's owned owned and controlled by the employees. Consumer co-op is any co-op that's owned and controlled by the people that buy or sell, I mean, buy or use the product or services of the business. And credit unions and housing co-ops are examples of that. Um, then you can have uh, farmers use a lot and artists are beginning to use a lot, and that's purchasing co-ops. And that's where groups of people or businesses come together to buy things so they can get uh, have people working for them to buy things and have better contracts and they get better product quality products at a lower price because they're buying in bulk. And then on the other end of farmers is when they sell their products, that they market their products, and I call them marketing co-ops. Some people call them producer co-ops. But mm-hmm. they market their products and they add value to the products, like they take milk and make into cheese, a Cabot Creamery, Organic Valley, or a couple examples. Or they take cranberry and make cranberry juice, Ocean Spray is a good example of that. And so you have all of these different types of producer or marketing co-ops. So those are the main four types. And food co-ops can be owned by the consumer, which most started out that way, but then they also are owned by employees. There's Mm -hmm. one right here in Maryland called uh, Glut, and it's owned by the employees of food co-op. And some of them are hybrid. They are owned by both. Mm -hmm. So you got all of these different examples, and you could go into more and more, but those are the four basic types. So Mm -hmm. you have all kinds of programs to strengthen and grow all sectors of businesses in the U.S., right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And some of the new sectors that are are popping up, we have the platform co-ops that are beginning to to pick up some steam here. And these are cooperatives that uh, are for folks that are using, let's say, a platform. But some of those people would know this as a uh, kind of an app or a service, an Internet service. Uber is a platform. And uh, these platform cooperatives have been uh, coming up where folks are using that technology uh, to group folks together of uh, like minds and like needs to make sure that they are servicing the individual people uh, and it's not all uh, going to just one person or one group of people. Hmm. Okay, so we're getting technology in here. That's a new one for me. Thank you. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, so what are you doing internationally? Oh, my goodness. Oh, International. I got, yeah, got the, 39 projects, at least in 17, in 20 countries. And you mentioned 20 mm-hmm. countries earlier. That's right. Yes, we're working in over 20 countries. And these projects range uh, from some health services uh, to cooperative development uh, through the cooperative development program out of yeah, USAID. Uh, we also work with the Farmer to Farmer program. We do governance, some um, uh, climate smart technology, conservation farming, all of these different things in order to help communities and help uh, villages and towns and individual families uh, be able to to be stable and sustainable uh, in you know going into the future. So I got you in Africa, you in the Americas, you in Asia yep. and worldwide in Africa, uh, Mozambique, uh, Congo, Senegal, Burkina Faso, Kenya, yeah, Uganda. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Burkina Faso, uh, Niger, uh, right. and these are all yeah these 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 are all projects uh, that are 
community focused. These are projects that are designed to be sustainable. You know, our mission when we go into these uh, different developing countries is to help them set up a system that's going to work for them. And so when we leave after the project is done, that those those businesses that we've set up, the cooperatives that we've set up, the pre-cooperatives, the 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 purchasing groups and, and different things that we've helped them set up and train them how to use that uh, they can continue on. And that's the that's kind of the whole point of sustainable development. So you're also in Guatemala and Haiti in the Americas, but you're in other countries in the Americas. This was just the 17 and then in Asia and Indonesia. So you're all around the world, all around the world. Yeah, all around the world. And some countries that are very um, that African-Americans know a lot about. And some Mm -hmm. African-Americans have come from some of these countries and Senegal I remember Papa Sin was on the program. I've gotten to oh, yeah. really respect Papa Sin, uh, who worked for, for you guys, and mm-hmm. he was telling a story. This was in the first year, so it was six years ago in October he was on. He be, became a um, co-op hero and became mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. But he said to me, which I've used over and over again, that co-ops solve community problems. He That's said, right. if there's no community problems, there's no need for a co-op. <laughs> that was the second part. <laughs> I, I've used that a lot. I understand that. If, mm-hmm. And that when you say that these programs are community-based, then I, I get that. I really get that. Yeah. And that's what happens to be sustainable, because you want these programs to to be able to either stand the test of time and be able to be resilient, confronting obstacles and challenges that may, may face the community. And cooperatives are the best, most flexible way to do that. So you talk about growing economically and making communities stable. <laughs> and so the, the big picture is not just sort of let's create a co-op or let's create a business, but how you create a community and make that community better for everybody that lives in that community. That's right. And cooperatives are people-centered businesses. And what better way to function? than to have it as a community-oriented um, situation where you have community for neighbors helping neighbors and uh, you know all of the economic power, or the majority, I should say, of the economic power stays within that community. The majority of the economic power stay in the community. See, I didn't understand economics when I took that those two classes uh, when I was getting my MBA. Uh-huh. I understand it a lot better, particularly this multiplier effect that uh, in most Poor communities, if you will, low economic communities. I'm talking U.S., but it's probably anywhere in the world. Uh, somebody will go outside of their community to work, and they may spend that money before they get back home in somebody else's community. So they mm-hmm. say that it turns one time. It sort of came to the person, and then they spend it. But when you're looking at uh, co-ops and the people live and work in that community, then they spend the money in that community, and it may turn okay. four or five times. So that means that four or five people or businesses get to use that money that that one employee made, and that's, what, that's one of the reasons that the co-op is better for the community. You have community wealth building because that's that right. money stays in there and it turns in there. And that's why in the 60s we were talking about blacks buying for blacks, and that didn't work as much because there weren't all of these different black businesses to buy from. But if you get these co-ops going, it doesn't make any difference it's owned by blacks or white or pink or green or, or like we talked about earlier, anybody. But if that money stays in the community, then the community expands and grows mm-hmm. and becomes stable. That's right. 
That's right. Yep. It's great. I love the co-ops, and I love what you do, John. I know why. So let me just ask you this question. Uh, sure. Do you like what you do? Oh, I love what I do. Are you kidding me? This is the, the best job ever. You know, as the, again, you know, I was talking earlier about, uh, you know, you meet some really great, wonderful people within this, within the cooperative business uh, sector. And these are really mission-driven people. I'm a kind of person that needs to have, I, I need to express myself in, in all that I do. And the work that I do has to align with my values and has to align with my principles. And there is very few, if any, other jobs that would compete with uh, with the value of this and being able to share this information with others. And, you know, I was talking with uh, with a family member the other day and in, in introducing them to kind of the concept of cooperatives. And I live for that look on their face when they get it. <laughs> when they get it. And they sound like you're a teacher. <laughs> yeah, and they see that and they get that. And I, you know, I can also, I, I can identify with teachers as they see folks that are, that are moved by, by this learning moment. Yeah. And saying, you know, this is a, this is not only a different way of doing things, but it's a much better way. We're going to take a break uh, on that much better way. We're going to take our second break. We'll be back and we'll talk more about the impact. I knew you're going to love, I know you love what you do. We'll be right back. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOF, and 95.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. And we have Mr. John Torres, who's the Vice President, President of Communications and Public Relations of NCBA Clusen. And we've been talking about... NCBA Clusa, its history and its future and what it's all about, mission and vision. And now we're going to talk about impact, the impact that cooperatives have on the U.S. economy and the world economy, for that matter. And there's an impact conference starting October the 1st, going through the 5th. Is that right, John? That's right. So on October the 1st uh, is actually some pre-conference uh, sessions. We have uh, the St. Mary's University out of Nova Scotia that is going to be running a pre-conference management kind of a seminar there. And that's a full-day seminar. You can sign up to, to also be part of that when you register for the conference. And then the opening session is on Tuesday, I'm sorry, on Wednesday morning uh, on October 2nd. And it goes all the way through four o'clock on Friday, October 4th. Okay. So a lot of great things this year. Lots of great things. We have, but before you, um, before you go, I I want to go all the way back to Tuesday. Sure. And that is the executive education course, harnessing the cooperative difference, why our business model matters. I'm excited. I want to be in that all day from nine to four. That sounds wonderful to get that. Yes. And that's going to be led by Karen Miner from the uh, from St. Mary's University and also Sonia Nokovic. And they were there with us last year, and we had, a, we had a great turnout last year. And it looks like we have almost doubled that size for this course this year. Uh, so it's, uh, it's something that folks are really looking forward to taking part in. And I encourage everyone who's listening, please come out and do this. This is a unique course that St. Mary's University is offering and it is a one-day version of a larger course that they offer. And this is the only place where you can actually take this one-day course. So we really appreciate it. if everyone would take a look and come on out. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. 
Okay, so Wednesday morning, what do you start off with? So Wednesday morning, we start off with uh, with a kind of a vision there and a and, uh, cooperative impact uh, throughout the United States and the general philosophy of impact from court. This year, our our theme is power and power in purpose, uh, building the next economy. And the idea behind that is that cooperatives are unique because they are purpose driven businesses. And through that purpose, there is power. And using that, that power through that purpose is what part of the differentiator is between the cooperative business model and other models of business. And that is really what is going to shape the next economy. And we see that today with what folks are looking for in, in the products that they buy and the, the uh, relationships that they build with different institutions that are providing services. They're looking for uh, purpose-driven businesses, looking for businesses that care about them individually and holistically. And so uh, this is the, the, the wave of the future here. So we're looking at providing that information for the attendees uh, as they come to the conference. And then we're going to kick that conference off with a wonderful keynote by Felicia Wong, who's the president and CEO of the Roosevelt Institute, a think tank up in New York. And she'll be joining us and providing some, some great insights for us. Uh, and then we break into... Uh, well, the keynote is being sponsored by Nationwide. That's right, yes. So is Nationwide a co-op? It's a- the Nationwide is a cooperative. They offer um, a bunch of different services and products within the insurance industry. And each individual person that uh, is part of the Nationwide, part of Nationwide is a member of that cooperative. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of the of the cooperative business model it can be applied to so many different instances, and uh, we really appreciate our sponsors who are all cooperatives and cooperative businesses, um, and we really appreciate them and uh, the fact that they're able to make this conference happen for us. Uh, so we thank them again. All right, so we we went from the keynote, and you were going to mm-hmm. what's the next thing on your agenda for Wednesday? Morning? So yeah, so this year we are uh, we're offering three different tracks. Really, one is a track called Cooperatives in Community, and one of the highlights there is study that was done by the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, uh, where they were looking at young people and millennials and the way they view uh, cooperatives and other and businesses and how uh, folks can approach that individual or that sector or those individuals and see what their where their values are and that's going to be a really interesting presentation and so that's going to happen inside the co-ops and community track and then we have co-ops and business when is that you know when it is Uh, i'm gonna have to look but i believe that is on the first day and it's, I believe, right before lunch on the first day. And see if that's right. It might actually be the second day. Um, but okay. it's, I believe it's right before, right before lunch on either Wednesday or Thursday. So when you're saying this, I want to, I want to be there to understand mm-hmm. uh, why young people. What, what's happening with young people? Because that is, as we know, I said, our future. And I taught school for 12 years. So yeah. that's why earlier I said what the payoff for teaching was see when they got it, when that light came on. So so and, and we get that in co-ops when you're talking to your your family members or anybody else mm-hmm. when they when they really get it. So young people understanding okay. their values and what they're all about. And I have it that millenniums with this shared economy that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
platforms. That's what you're in the apps. That's right. Uh, yes. They like that. They don't want to own their own cars anymore. They they'll share a car. So yeah, okay, we got that. Yeah, and one of the great examples of the of the platform cooperative is the uh, yeah, a lot of folks uh, that are, that are listening now probably use things like iStock Photo and other photo sites that they use to develop either websites and other things. And there were a number of folks that were working for those organizations and realized that there was a better way. And so they formed a cooperative called Stocksy. And Stocksy does that same thing, provides those photos for people to use in various ways. But the individual photographers and artists that supply the content for, for that site are actually own that material and own part of the, part of the platform. Uh, which is completely different than uh, the way the other sites work. So they're getting more out of the the hard work that they put in, and uh, which helps them to to get better equipment and to do better things and offer better products and services. And so it's just this you know, this circle of of support and help that you're doing for both the photographer and the artist and the community and the people that are using it. And so it's a, it's a great, wonderful thing. So I wanted to make sure that that was kind of out there and folks understood what that platform idea was about. Well, that includes me. So thank you. I like learning. <laughs> I love learning. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and so, so this year we're doing co-ops in community and co-ops in business and also Purchasing is also there, and they have uh, specialized information. Uh, and anyone can go to any of the tracks. When you register for the whole conference, you can go to any of those tracks. Some of those uh, sessions are concurrent. And we also have a full day of international programming. Well, wait a minute. Before you move on, I just got to tell you the problem that I have, and this is not in the area of complaint, but it could be, is that okay. you have so many great you have so many <laughs> that I want to go to, and they're the same time. I mean, right. it, it, but the one you talk about youth, I want to figure out when that is because I want to make sure I go to that one. But there are so many great, great uh, panels yeah. and discussions that you have going on, and I just I, I know, and we're trying to, to <laughs> we're trying to we're, we're trying to provide as much information and provide the service to not only our members but the, all those inside the cooperative community and would like to learn about cooperatives. And it's really hard to do that in just the two or three days that we're putting this conference on. And so rather than taking the conference to a full week, which could happen at some point in the future, uh, we're trying to pack as much information into this, uh, to these the three days that we have. And so, you know, turning our attention to that Friday programming is the first time since we started this that we're uh, actually doing a full day of a cooperative development uh, overseas. And this is going to be featuring uh, some of the organizations that are part of the Overseas Cooperative Development Council, folks that are also working in the cooperative with the cooperative development program out of out of USAID, and they're going to be sharing a lot of best practices. They're going to be sharing a lot of experiences and trainings that they work with um, with communities uh, overseas, and we're looking at a really robust. A really robust, robust program for that, and so we encourage uh, folks that really like to get out and see this. This is actually a day that, if you were to go to that day only, we have an option on the uh, on the registration. If you pick just the Friday International Programming Day, it is free of charge. 
And so folks can come that are in the area or folks that are staying for the entire conference have the, the benefit of staying through that Friday. And then folks that are focused on international development and cooperative development overseas are just interested to see how that uh, the work that's being done. They uh, they can come to that portion of the conference free of charge. So we encourage all those that are listening uh, here to take some time out of their day on Friday and come on over and uh, to the Sheraton over in uh, Pentagon City and spend some time with fellow cooperators and doing some great work around the world. Oh, I can't not believe because you've got three different tracks on Friday. I got, <laughs> That's I right. got you got stability and uh, development. Mm-hmm. And so the three checks are sustainability and self-reliance. Uh, there's stability and then innovations and co-op development. And those are concurrent tracks as well. And so, again, trying to provide as much information to those that are going to be attending. And we've got a lot of information to share. We want to be able to do that. Well, again, my problem is I'm it, I'm so excited about it. I want to go to everything. I don't know how I've been trying to figure out how I can do two or three things at the same time. I haven't figured that out yet. How are you going? Yeah, to when be, you when you let when you figure that out, let me know. <laughs> well, I'm just think, uh, are are you going to tape any of this and then put it up on your? Yeah, web, right now the uh, yeah we'll be providing the uh, the powerpoints and some other materials that are available uh, or that will be presented during the sessions themselves. But we don't have the capacity at the moment to be able to record. Uh, all of these sessions, but you know, we're looking to the future and we're in our third year and hopefully that's something that can be developed for the fourth or the fifth year. Yes. Okay. So you've got three checks. One is co-ops in the community, co-ops businesses, a different type that's of right. business and so forth. And then you have a purchasing co-ops and this is Wednesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. And there are some of the things like the breakfast, everybody would be at the opening keynote, everybody would be at, and the reception everybody will be at. And then you <laughs> That's right. Some- and this year we're going back. So our first, our very first year, we were uh, lucky enough to work with REI Co-op uh, here in D.C. to have our opening. Uh, or actually, I think it was our closing reception there. This year we're having our opening reception at the new flagship flagship store of REI Co-op over on M Street uh, in the Noma District here in D.C. And so we'll be uh, providing some transportation for conference attendees to go over and uh, spend some time in that co-op. And they've been such gracious hosts, and we're very pleased to partner with them. So REI is Recreation Equipment. Incorporated, believe. Well, they've been on the show now since the, the person that runs that flagship, and then NCB had their annual meeting in Seattle and had a reception at REI out there. And mm-hmm. They were extremely gracious. So it's a, it sounds like one of those businesses I wouldn't mind working in because it's about recreation and it's a right. co-op and everybody seemed to have fun and they had all of these different kinds of things they had for their, the members and their members are the, um, the people that uh, do business there. That's it's right. a great, great. It's a great business model, also. And listen, we've got to take our final break, and we're okay. going to come back. I'd like to delve into. I've got all of these uh, agendas sitting in front of me, into some of these uh, different kinds of. Uh, you talked about some of them, maybe a little bit more uh, flavor of these different uh, classes and structures you'll be having. We'll be right back. Okay. 
Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOS, 95.9 FM. Information is power. National Co-op Bank is sponsoring this program. They sponsored it for six years. We talked about that earlier. And National Co-op Bank, is mission is to provide financial services and they are very creative to help low-income communities. And they've been doing this since the mid-80s. And again, somebody, McDonald from Cabot Creamery, said on the program that there are angels there because they go into communities and really help communities and help people come out of poverty with dignity. So uh, it's just a great place to the people there are great, and the service they do are great, and that's the same thing with NCBA CLUSA and REI and <laughs> Rural Electric Co-ops and on and on and on. Yeah, we're all in this together, Vern. Yes, cooperation among co-ops, getting that's information. Right. And also, I wanted to mention the National Cooperative Bank is also uh, sponsoring our lunch and keynote panel at the 2019 Co-op Impact Conference. And on the first day, that's at 11.30, and they are going to be focusing on the stability and sustainability, uh, different strategies that are used by credit unions and other cooperatives. And they have brought with them Mike Lord, who's the president and CEO of the State Employees Credit Union, a credit union that I uh, do my banking at. And I, also, do N- I do NIH Credit Union, but I've been them since I was teaching at GW, so... Yeah, yeah. And the credit unions just offer such great services, and uh, it's a place where you can go to actually really feel cared for, and that they're really looking out for your financial well-being. So, we're we're very pleased to to have Mike with us on uh, on Wednesday, and we also have Ed Townley, who is the CEO and president of Cadet Creamery. And he's going to be talking there uh, with um, John Holdsclaw, who works with the National Cooperative Bank. And they're going to be exploring uh, these these important um, issues around stability and sustainability. So John and Holds- also produces the, uh, the Co-op 100 report, which is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the Co-op 100 report being the largest 100 co-ops in the world or in the U.S.? I believe it's in the U.S. In the U.S., yes. John Holtzclaw and R.L. Condra, who is your counterpart with NC Bay in charge of communications there, we were all in Birmingham, Alabama last last week or week before last, on Thursday evening with the Federation of Southern Co-ops, and we ended up sitting at the same table with Martin Lowry, and um, I just lost the name of the lady at the Federation. Um, but we it was just a great time uh, mm-hmm. honoring Jesse Jackson and the Federation and all the work they've done now for 52 years uh, yeah. in the cooperative world, mainly with black farmers. But they have mm-hmm. all kinds of co-ops in their in their piece. So, yeah, it's great. So that is the luncheon on Wednesday. Now, we talked about Tuesday and what you're doing there to open it up. This is the mm-hmm. before. You can sign up for that. And you said Friday was free. So I'm going to go to Friday okay. first and come back to Wednesday and Thursday. Because sure. Friday, you talk about co-op uh, development, sustainability, and self-reliance, which is also the luncheon on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then creating stability. And I really like this one on how to co-op model is advancing innovations. And this is on Friday under the co-op development. 
I really want to be in it. I had the deputy mayor of New York, Phillips is his last name. And he was, and he had worked 18 years at, at uh, MIT. And he was talking about how co-ops around MIT is where the MIT professors get their idea. That's where innovation happens in this model because the model shares information so freely. So these mm-hmm. co-ops are sharing information and they're creating things and they're innovating and the professors are getting a lot of their ideas from these cooperators and they work simultaneously to create things, not in the sense of I own this, but in the sense of how can we grow uh, the U.S. and the world? How can we just grow this stuff and create innovation? So I re- is this kind of like what this panel is about at 2 uh, o'clock on Friday? Yeah, kind of. I think it's... Um you know the 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 shared benefits uh, that the the cooperative model actually uh, brings to light within communities. Uh, this is about the economic innovations that are really helping communities out. So this is kind of the actionable items that uh, come out of innovation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like action. So, that's when you get the yeah. power. Okay. That's right. And this is addressing real life, you know, real life problems around the world. Um, we're talking renewable energy, agriculture, um, financial services, and, and all different kinds of things. And this is all, again, to help create a more enabling environment for the cooperatives to, to actually be, to stabilize communities and also to thrive. Okay, and also on Friday, you got the scalability of the worker cooperative. And I remember being at NCB, uh, NCB's annual meeting a couple of years ago. And the person there from the uh, Federation of Worker Co-ops said that, I think it was some number of, I think 50% of new worker co-ops are created by people of color. Yes, I believe that's right, yeah. And that was exciting to me that, People of color, I know in New York it's happening a lot and in California, uh, maybe in other parts that people of color are coming together, forming worker co-ops. And I, well, I had somebody on the show from D.C. Uh, that a group of Latin ladies got together and made a maid service and they went up mm-hmm. from five to seven to ten dollars an hour to twenty to twenty five dollars an hour by coming together and working together. There there are some issues in making sure that the accounting is done correctly and sure. the scheduling and all of that and that sort of the administrative part. But in terms of the maid service, getting work and getting paid for the work was happening mm-hmm. the way one would want. So yeah, I like how you how you can get this to scale up this worker course. That's right. Model. Yeah, we're going to have uh, the, the panelists are great. We've got um, our, our own new uh, employee here, uh, Camila Pinero. Uh, she's a uh, co-op developer uh, and uh, a PhD in that. And so she's going to be providing some insights there. And we also have a representative from the International Labor Organization that will be part of this conversation as well. So, yeah, I think that, that this is something that uh, folks will really get uh, a lot of benefit from. And all of that will be moderated by Esteban Kelly, who's the executive director of the U.S. Federation of Worker Cooperatives. Esteban looks like he's about 18 years old. He's been around for 50 years. That's right. (laughs) Tremendous energy. Yes. Yes, a great cooperator. So speaking of young folk, uh, because he's relatively young, but Collective Action for Gaining Voice and Youth Empowerment on Friday also in your sustainability and self-reliance model, uh, a model for scale. So what is that going to be about, getting this youth empowerment? Yeah, 
Yeah, so a, a lot of um, this panel is going to talk about some of these practices that can be put in place uh, to help um, curb some of the recruitment into violating extremism or gangs uh, by providing an, an economic path forward for the young people within different uh, towns, communities, and, and villages uh, to be able to put their energy into lifting up the community uh, rather than finding finding a way forward with uh, with a gang or in other extreme activities. So that's really what that's going to be focusing on. Oh, and cooperatives like are the best way to do that. So uh, that. imagine youth taking taking ownership and leadership uh, of their futures through that model. It's just it's a fantastic uh, thing. And we've got some really great people that are going to be part of this. Folks from USAID. Uh, we've got our own our own uh, senior programs managers that are going to be part of that as well, and some of the folks that we work with at Banyan Global, and also Mastercard Foundation. And Mastercard Foundation has been a great partner with us. They have uh, provided the funding for our uh, youth empowerment program out of Uganda, and this is uh, very dear and dear to our hearts as we we did lose uh, a, a great number of staff to an accident last year, uh, and um, they have been a wonderful partner with us in, in, in helping us get through that situation, and uh, they're looking forward to doing some more work inside Uganda uh, with the young people that are there. So this will be a great session for folks to come. I want to be there, and I found the other one I want to be at. It turns out it's at 10.15 on Thursday, discovering mm. the formula that attracts younger members. There it is. Presented by yeah. America's Elected Cooperatives. Yeah, okay, so I want to be there on Thursday, and there's a lot of other things I want to be at Thursday at that same yeah. time, but I think that's and going to be the one. We're new this year, we are actually, uh, we have a Women in Leadership Breakfast that is going to be taking place on Thursday morning. Well, I was and going to go to that. I hope it's not okay. just for women. But okay. <laughs> it's not. It's it's for it's for anyone. It's it's open to uh, to to all attendees, uh, and we encourage all attendees to to attend this. Um, but this would be a great discussion on uh, and celebration of the amazing women and uh, women leaders that we have within the cooperative community that are heading up some of these cooperatives that are innovating and doing some wonderful things. And so this is an opportunity to to lift them up and to uh, share their success. All right. So let, why don't you give the specifics? If you somebody wants to register, what do you want them to do? So if someone wants to register, they come to our site. They go to ncbaclusive.coop. You can click on the Impact Conference on the upper right-hand side. And then right on that landing page, there is a Register Now button. Click that. It'll take you to the registration site. And from there, you can choose to register in a number of different ways. There's registration open for members. Uh, folks who are not yet members can also register. And then we have uh, an early bird registration, uh, kind of a, a, a promotion product for folks who'd like to become members of NCBA Clusa uh, and also come to the conference. There's a special discount for them as well. NCBA.coop. Go to NCBAclusa.com. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank on. you very much, John. We've got to go. Thank you, everybody out there. John, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Likewise, Vern. You have a great day. You too. And everybody out there, have a great week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Live cooperatively. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOA, 95.9 FM.